Section 6 of A Guide to Modern Cookery, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joanne Roshan. A Guide to Modern Cookery, Part 1, by Augusta Escoffier. Translated by James B. Herndon, Jr. Chapter 4 Cold Sauces and Compound Butters 121 Aioli Sauce or Provence Butter Pound one ounce of garlic cloves as finely as possible in a mortar and add the yolk of one raw egg, a pinch of salt and one-half pint of oil, letting the latter gradually fall in a thread and wielding the pastel meanwhile, so as to effect a complete amalgamation. Add a few drops of lemon juice and cold water to the sauce as it thickens, these being to avoid its turning. Should it decompose while in the process of making, or when made, the only thing to be done is to begin again with the yolk of an egg. 122. Andalus Sauce Take the required quantity of mayonnaise sauce, number 126, and add it to the quarter of its volume of very red and concentrated tomato puree, and finally add two ounces of capsicum, cut finely, julienne fashion, per pint of sauce. 123. Bohemian Sauce Put in a bowl one quarter pint of cold bechamel, the yolks of four eggs, a little table salt and white pepper, add a quart of oil and three tablespoonfuls of tarragon vinegar. Proceeding as for the mayonnaise, finish the sauce with a tablespoonful of mustard. 124. Genoa sauce. Pound in a mortar and make into a smooth, fine paste, one ounce of pistachios, and one ounce of fir apple kernels, or if these are not available, one ounce of sweet almonds. Add one half tablespoonful of cold bechamel. Put this paste into a bowl, add the yolks of six eggs, a little salt and pepper, and finish the sauce with a quart of oil the juice of two lemons, and proceed as for the mayonnaise. Complete with three tablespoonfuls of pure herbs, prepared with equal quantities of chevril, parsley, tarragon, and fresh pimpernel, scalded for one minute. Cool quickly. Press so as to expel the water and pass through a fine sieve. Serve this sauce with cold fish. 125. Grebici Sauce Crush in a basin the yolks of six hard-boiled eggs and work them into a smooth paste, together with a large tablespoonful of French mustard, the necessary salt, a little pepper, and make up the sauce with one pint of oil. Complete with one dessert spoonful of parsley, chevril, and tarragon, chopped and mixed. As many capers and gherkins 
evenly mixed, and the hard-boiled whites of three eggs, cut short, julienne fashion. This sauce is chiefly used with cold fish. 126. Mayonnaise Sauce Put in a basin the yolks of six raw eggs, after having removed the cores. Season them with one-half ounce of table salt and a little cayenne pepper. Gradually pour one-fifth pint of vinegar on the yolks, while whisking them briskly. When the vinegar is absorbed, add one quart of oil, letting the latter trickle down in a thread, constantly stirring the sauce meanwhile. The sauce is finished by the addition of the juice of a lemon and three tablespoonfuls of boiling water, the purpose of the latter being to ensure the coherence of the sauce and to prevent its turning. Mayonnaise is prepared in this way is rather liquid, but it need only be left to rest a few hours in order to thicken considerably. Unless it be exposed to too low a temperature, the mayonnaise prepared as above never turns and may be kept for several days without the fear of anything happening to it. Merely cover it to keep the dust away. Remarks In the matter of sauces there exist endless prejudices which I must attempt to refute. 1. If the sauce forms badly, or not at all, the reason is that the oil has been added too rapidly at first, before the addition of the vinegar, and that its assimilation by the yolks has not operated normally. 2. It is quite an error to suppose that it is necessary to work over ice or in a cold room. Cold is rather deleterious to the mayonnaise, and is invariably the cause of this sauce turning in winter. In cold season, the oil should be slightly warmed, or at least kept at the temperature of the kitchen, though it is best to make it in a moderately warm place. 3. It is a further error to suppose that the seasoning interferes with the making of the sauce, for salt, in solution, rather provokes the cohering force of the yolks. Causes of the Disintegration of the Mayonnaise 1. The too rapid addition of the oil at the start. 2. The use of congealed or too cold an oil. 3. Excess of oil in proportion to the number of yolks, the assimilating power of an egg being limited to two and one-half ounce of oil, if the sauce is to be made some time in advance, and three ounces, if it is to be used immediately. Means of bringing the turned mayonnaise back to its normal state. Put the yolk of an egg into a basin with a few drops of vinegar, and mix the turned mayonnaise in it, little by little. If it be a matter of only a small quantity of mayonnaise, one half a coffee spoonful of mustard can take the place of the egg yolk. Finally, with regard to acid seasoning, a whiter sauce is obtained by the use of lemon juice instead of vinegar. 127. 
cleared mayonnaise sauce. Take the necessary quantity of mayonnaise and gradually add to it per one and one-half pints of the sauce, one-half pint of cold and rather firm melting aspic jelly, lenten or ordinary, according to the nature of the products for which the sauce is intended. Remarks. It is this very mayonnaise, formerly used almost exclusively for coating entries and cold relieves of fish, filleted fish, escallops, and common and spiny lobster, and sea, which I have allowed the Lenten chaudfroid, see remarks number 76, to supersede. 128. Whisked Mayonnaise. Put into a copper basin or other bowl three-quarters pint of melted jelly, two-thirds pint of mayonnaise, one tablespoonful of tarragon vinegar, and as much rasped and finely chopped horseradish. Mix up the whole. Place the utensil on ice and whisk gently until the contents get very frothy. Stop whisking as soon as the sauce begins to solidify, for it must remain almost fluid so as to enable it to mix with the products for which it is intended. This sauce is used principally for vegetable salads. 129. Ravigote Sauce, or Vinaigrette Put into a bowl one pint of oil, one-third pint of vinegar, a little salt and pepper, two ounces of small capers, three tablespoonfuls of fine herbs, comprising some very finely chopped onion, as much parsley, and half as much chevril, tarragon, and chives. Mix thoroughly. The ravigote accompanies calves' head or foot, sheep's trotters, and sea two or three tablespoonfuls of the liqueur with which its accompanying solids have been cooked, i.e., calves' head or sheep's trotters, liqueur, and sea, are often added to this sauce when dishing up. 130. Remoulade Sauce To one pint of mayonnaise, add one large tablespoonful of mustard, another of gherkins, and yet another of chopped and pressed capers, one tablespoonful of fine herbs, parsley, chevril, and tarragon, all chopped and mixed, and a coffee-spoonful of anchovy essence. This sauce accompanies cold meat and poultry, and, more particularly, common and spiny lobster. 131 green sauce. Take the necessary quantity of thick mayonnaise and spicy seasoning, and add to these, per one pint of sauce, one-third pint of herb juice, prepared as indicated hereafter, number 132. This is suitable for cold fish and shellfish. 132. Vincent sauce. Prepare and carefully wash the following herbs. One ounce each of parsley, 
chevril, tarragon, chives, sorrel leaves, and fresh pimpernel, two ounces of watercress, and two ounces of spinach. Put all these herbs into a copper bowl containing salted boiling water. Boil for two minutes only. Then drain the herbs in a sieve and immerse them in a basin of fresh water. When they are cold, they are once more drained until quite dry. Then they must be finely pounded with the yolks of eight hard-boiled eggs. Rub the puree thus obtained through a sieve first, then through tammy. Add one pint of very stiff mayonnaise to it and finish the sauce with a dessert spoonful of Worcestershire sauce. Cold English Sauces 133. Cambridge Sauce Pound together the yolks of six hard-boiled eggs, the washed and dried fillets of four anchovies, a teaspoonful of capers, a dessert spoonful of chevril, tarragon and chives mixed. When the whole forms a fine paste, add one tablespoonful of mustard, one-fifth pint of oil, one tablespoonful of vinegar, and proceed as for a mayonnaise. Season with a little cayenne, rub through tammy, applying pressure with a spoon, and place the sauce in a bowl. Stir it a while with a whisk to smooth it, and finish it with one teaspoonful of chopped parsley. It is suited to cold meats in general. In fact, it is an anglicized version of Vincent sauce. 134. Cumberland Sauce Dissolve four tablespoonfuls of red currant jelly, to which are added one-fifth pint of port wine, one teaspoonful of finely chopped shallots, scalded for a few seconds and pressed, one teaspoon of small pieces of orange rind, and as much lemon rind, cut finely, julienne fashion, scalded for two minutes, well drained and cooled, the juice of an orange and that of half a lemon, one teaspoonful of mustard, a little cayenne pepper, and as much powdered ginger. Mix the whole well. Serve this sauce with cold venison. 135. Gloucester Sauce Take one pint of very thick mayonnaise and complete it with one-fifth pint of sour cream with the juice of a lemon added, and combine with the mayonnaise by degrees one teaspoonful of chopped fennel and as much Worcester sauce. Serve this with all cold meats. 136. Mint sauce. Cut finely, julienne fashion, or chop two ounces of mint leaves. Put these in a bowl with a little less than one ounce of white cassonade or castor sugar, one quarter pint of fresh vinegar, and four tablespoonfuls of water. Special sauce for hot or cold lamb. 
137. Oxford Sauce Make a Cumberland sauce according to number 134 with this difference, that the julienne of orange and lemon rinds should be replaced by rasped or finely chopped rinds, and that the quantities of the same should be less, i.e., two-thirds of a teaspoonful of each. 138. Horse Radish Sauce Dilute one tablespoonful of mustard with two tablespoonfuls of vinegar in a basin, and add one pound of finely rasped horseradish, two ounces of powdered sugar, a little salt, one pint of cream, and one pound of bread crumb steeped in milk and pressed. Serve this sauce very cold. It accompanies boiled and roast joints of beef. Compound butters for grills and for the completion of sauces. With the exception of those of the shellfish order, the butters, whose formula I am about to give, are not greatly used in kitchens. Nevertheless, in some cases, as, for instance, in accentuating the savour of sauces, they answer a real and useful purpose, and I therefore recommend them, since they enable one to give a flavour to the derivatives of the velut and bechamel sauces, which these could not acquire by any other means. With regard to shellfish butters, and particularly those of the common and spiny lobster and the crayfish experience, has shown that when they are prepared with heat, that is to say by melting in a bain-marie, a quantity of butter which has been previously pounded with the shellfish remains, and afterwards strained through muslin into a basin of iced water where it is solidified, they are of a finer colour than the other kind, and quite free from shell particles. But the heat, besides dissipating a large proportion of their delicacy, involves considerable risk, for the slightest neglect gives the above preparation quite a disagreeable taste. To obviate these difficulties, I have adopted a system of two distinct butters, one which is exclusively colorific and prepared with heat, and the other which is prepared with all the creamy parts, the trimmings, and the remains of common and spiny lobsters without the shells, pounded with the required quantity of fresh butter and passed through a sieve. The latter is used to complete sauces, particularly those with the bechamel base, to which it lends a perfect savour. I follow the same procedure with shrimp and crayfish butters, sometimes substituting for the butter good cream, which I find absorbs the aromatic principles perhaps better than the former. With the above method, it is advisable to pass the butter or the cream through a very fine sieve first, and afterwards through tammy, so as to avoid small particles of the pounded shell being present in the sauce. 139. Bursi Butter 
put into a small stew pan one quarter pint of white wine and one ounce of finely chopped shallots scalded a moment reduce the wine by one half and add one half pound of butter softened into a cream one teaspoonful of chopped parsley two ounces of beef marrow cut into cubes poached in slightly salted water and well drained the necessary table salt and when dishing up a little ground pepper and a few drops of lemon juice this butter must not be completely melted and it's principally served with grilled beef 140 chivry or ravigote butter put into a small saucepan of salted boiling water six ounces of chevrel parsley tarragon fresh pimpernel and chives in equal quantities and two ounces of chopped shallots boil quickly for two minutes drain cool in cold water press in a towel to completely remove the water and pound in a mortar now add one half pound of half melted butter mix well with the puree of herbs and pass through tammy this butter is used to complete chivry sauce and other sauces that contain herb juices such as the venetian and c 140 a chateaubriand butter reduce by two-thirds four-fifths pint of white wine containing four chopped shallots fragments of thyme and bay and four ounces of mushroom parings add four-fifths pint of veal gravy reduce the whole to half rub it through tammy and finish it away from the fire with eight ounces of maitre d hotel butter number one fifty and a half tablespoon of chopped tarragon one forty one colbert butter take one pound of maitre d hotel butter number one fifty and add six tablespoonfuls of dissolved pale meat glaze and one teaspoonful of chopped tarragon serve this sauce with fish prepared a la colbert 142 red coloring butter put on to a dish any available remains of shellfish and having thoroughly emptied and well dried them in the oven pound them until they form a fine powder and add their weight of butter put the whole into a saucepan and melt in a bain-marie stirring frequently the while when the butter is quite clarified strain it through muslin twisting the latter over a tureen of iced water in which the strained butter solidifies put the congealed butter in a towel press it heavily so as to expel the water and keep cool in a small bowl remarks a very fine and decided red color is obtained by using paprika as a condiment for sauces intended for poultry and certain butcher meats 
in accordance with the procedure I recommend for the hungroys, but only the very best quality should be used, that which is mild and at the same time produces a nice pink color without entailing any excess of the condiment. Among the various kinds of paprika on the market, I can highly recommend that of Messrs. Kotangi, which I have invariably found satisfactory. 143. Green Coloring Butter Peel, wash, and thoroughly shake, so as to get rid of every drop of water, two pounds of spinach. Pound it raw, and then press it in a strong towel, twisting the latter so as to extract all the vegetable juice. Pour this juice into a sauté pan, let it coagulate in a bain-marie, and pour it onto a serviette stretched over a bowl in order to drain away the water. Collect the remains of the colouring substance on the serviette, making use of a palette-knife for the purpose, and put these into a mortar, mix with half their weight of butter, strain through a sieve or a tammy, and put aside to cool. This green butter should in all cases take the place of the green liquid found on the market. 144. Various Coolesses Finely pound shrimp and crayfish shells, and combine these with the available creamy parts and spawn of the common and spiny lobsters. Add one quart pint of rich cream per pound of the above remains and strain, first through a fine sieve and then through tammy. The coolis is prepared just in time for dishing up and serves as a refining principle for certain fish sauces. 145. Shrimp Butter Finely pound any available shrimp remains. Add to these their weight of butter, and strain through tammy. Place in a bowl, and put aside in the cool. 146. Shallot Butter Put eight ounces of roughly minced shallots in the corner of a clean towel, and wash them quickly in boiling water. Cool, and press them heavily. Then pound them finely with their own weight of fresh butter and strain through tammy. This butter accentuates the savour of certain sauces, such as bursi, ravigote, and c. 147. Crayfish Butter Pound, very finely, the remains and shells of crayfish cooked in mirepoix. Add their weight of butter and strain through a fine sieve, and again through tammy, so as to avoid the presence of any shell particles. This latter precaution applies to all shellfish butters. 148. Tarragon Butter Quickly scald and cool eight ounces of fresh tarragon, drain, and press in a towel. Pound in a mortar, and add them to one pound of butter, strain through tammy, and put aside in the cool, if it's not to be used immediately. 149. Lobster Butter 
reduced to a paste in the mortar the spawn, shell, and creamy parts of lobster. Add their equal in weight of butter and strain through tammy. 150. Butter a la maitre d'hotel. First manny, then soften into a cream one-half pound of butter. Add a tablespoonful of chopped parsley, a little salt and pepper, and a few drops of lemon juice. Serve this with grills in general. 151. Mannied Butter Mix until perfectly combined four ounces of butter and three ounces of sifted flour. This butter is made immediately before the time of dishing up and is used for quick leasons like the mate loats and see. The sauce to which mannied butter has been added should not boil if this can possibly be avoided, as it would thereby acquire a very disagreeable taste of raw flour. 151a. Melted Butter This preparation is used principally as a fish sauce, should consist of butter, only just melted, and combined with a little table salt and a few drops of lemon juice. It should, therefore, be prepared only at the last minute, for should it wait, and be allowed to clarify, besides losing its flavor, it will be found to disagree with certain people. 152. Butter a la menure. Put into a frying pan the necessary quantity of butter, and cook it gently until it has acquired a golden tint and excudes a slight smell of nut. Add a few drops of lemon juice, and pour on the fish under treatment, which should have been previously sprinkled with concoosed parsley. This butter is proper to fish a la menure, and is always served on the fish. 153. Montpellier Butter Put into a saucepan containing boiling water equal quantities of watercress, leaves, parsley, chevrel, chives, and tarragon, six ounces in all, one and one-half ounce of chopped shallots, and one-half ounce of spinach leaves. Boil for two minutes, then drain, cool, press in a towel to expel water, and pound in a mortar with one tablespoonful of pressed capers, four ounces of gherkins, a garlic clove, and the fillets of four anchovies, well washed. Mix this paste with one and one-half pounds of butter. Then add the yolks of three boiled eggs and two raw eggs, and finally pour in, by degrees, two-fifths pint of oil, Strain through a fine sieve, or through tammy. Put the butter into a basin, and stir it well with a wooden spoon, so as to make it smooth. Season with table salt and a little cayenne. Use this butter to deck large fish, such as salmon and trout. But it is also used for smaller 
pieces and slices of fish. Remarks. When this butter is specifically prepared to form a coat on fish, the oil and the egg yolks are omitted and only butter is used. 154. Black Butter Put into a frying pan the necessary amount of butter and cook it until it is assumed a brown color and begins to smoke. At this moment add a large pinch of concussed parsley leaves and spread it immediately over the object to be treated. Hazelnut Butter Put eight ounces of shelled hazelnuts for a moment in the front of the oven in order to slightly grill their skins and make them more easily removable. Now crush the nuts in a mortar until they form a paste and add a few drops of cold water with a view to preventing their producing any oil. Add their equivalent in weight of butter and rub through tammy. 156. Pistachio Butter Put into boiling water 8 ounces of pistachios and keep them on the side of the fire until the peel may be easily removed. Drain, cool in cold water, clean the pistachios, and finely pound while moistening them with a few drops of water. Add 2 ounces of butter and pass through tammy. 157. Printanier Butter These butters are made from all early season vegetables, such as carrots, French beans, peas, and asparagus heads. When dealing with green vegetables, cook quickly in boiling water, drain, dry, pound with their weight of butter, and rub through tammy. With carrots, mince, cook with consomme, sugar, and butter until the diluent is quite reduced. After cooling, they are pounded with their own weight of butter and rubbed through tammy. End of section 6 Recording by Joanne Roshan